0: With a history of 5000 years, it's no surprise that China has created a fabulous treasury of folk tales.
1: Once a year, on the 7th day of the 7th month, all the magpies fly up to heaven and form a bridge.
0: So many amazing worlds to discover.
2: "I want a new palace," said King Mu of Zhou one day. Chinese
0: folk tales retold for audiences today. "Will will you marry me?"
2: he asked.
0: Discussion keeps the world turning.
1: This is Round Table.
0: You're listening to Round Table. I'm Ming, joined by Li Yi and Yoho in the studio. Coming up, discounted blind food boxes have recently become a hit with young buyers across Chinese cities, and these boxes often contain unsold food from bakeries, cafes and restaurants before the end of the day. Is this an effective solution to the problem of food waste? Also, on the issue of waste, have you ever had the painful experience of emptying half a bottle of water before tossing the plastic container into the recycle bin? This often happens after a meeting when you can't tell to whom each bottle belongs. Is there a smarter way to prevent such regrettable loss? You can let us know what you think and share your thoughts on the show by writing to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Now let's address the food waste situation first. So there's a new business model that's trending online and apparently people are, well, paying money for this.
1: Yes, I think this kind of business is called leftover blind box or shengcaimanghe I think we are quite familiar with blind box, especially in the toy sector but now it seems that business, they're trying to make those food into blind boxes and these blind boxes are not actually you know leftovers but really unsold food from those stores before closing time or are nearing the expiration date And those companies or stores, they offer discounted rates on these randomly packed boxes of unsold food and also beverages. So for consumers, they can really enjoy such products with cheaper price, maybe one-third or even one-fourth of the regular price of a variety of food items such as sushi, coffee, sandwiches, and bread, amongst other things. And for example, for sushi, which is originally priced at over 100 yuan, or that's about $14 US or Chinese pictures or cooked foods priced at over 30 yuan can now be purchased at around 70% discount. So that's a very attractive marketing strategy, I would say, for consumers. 70% off, that's uh, yes. quite impressive. And yes, especially now in Chinese bigger cities like Beijing and Shanghai, like mega cities, purchasing such discounted and sold food in blind boxes is quite popular. For instance, there's a mini program launched on WeChat or a social media platform here in China called "City Magic Bag." It covers 30 cities, including Beijing, Shanghai, Chongqing, and Shenzhen, which features several bakery brands such as Bread Talk and launches blind boxes at 7 p.m. every day. And this trend has obviously stirred conversations on Chinese social media Weibo in terms of why leftover blind boxes are trending. And so far, it has gained over 3.8 million views. I am one of those views. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed even some videos of people purchasing the
2: blind boxes and unboxing it. And some of them... I would say most of them were very satisfied with what they're looking at because, well, essentially it depends on how the business owners are compiling or are designing the blend boxes because some blank boxes are quite nice. You mm-hmm. would see a beverage, water, bottle of water or yogurt. Mm-hmm. And with breads, Two, I think more than two breads, salty and sweet. Sugary, yeah. Yes, and also you would, some sandwiches would have meat in it, some are only vegetables. I mean, the combination can be quite diversified. Yet, there are some not very promising blind boxes as well. If you see a blind box with four types of bread, which are essentially the same taste, you would be disappointed.
0: So, well, that's an issue of how the businesses organize and pack these boxes. I mean, that's not an issue with the business model per se, Mm -hmm. right? but who would be interested in buying these leftover food blank boxes i mean i for one would be reluctant Don't call to it try
2: leftovers. they're unsold food
0: sure unsold food i mean as a someone who's picky with what he eats i really find it challenging to definitely not the to, target audience you know, to take the leap of faith and really put down money for For something I may not end up eating. Not
2: even 70% off?
0: No, if it's. There are certain food I don't eat. And if I don't know if there's any of that food in the box, then it's it's really hard for me to make that decision.
1: So you don't really try near expired food, right? Even if it's not really a blank box.
0: I do. I mean, near expired food, it has Mm -hmm. been a popular thing in Mm -hmm. big cities at least. I mean, there are plenty of brands. In supermarkets or malls, mostly in malls where you can go and grab uh, near expired food at a very, very low price. And I, for one, have gone there plenty of times. What I have in my mind is, you know, unsold food from a restaurant. I could Mm. be very picky when I go to a restaurant.
2: Ah, I think that's the problem because I think nowadays, especially here in China, most of the shops on these platforms would be bakery Mm -hmm. where maybe sometimes they're selling... A pastry, of course, and selling beverage uh, shops as well. So they're selling yogurt or sometimes they're selling other kind of, in my opinion, tasty lemon water and stuff. Mm -hmm. And apparently when it's in form of blind boxes, the price would be even cheaper, cheaper than the only expire or near expire food. But still, I understand your idea or your concern that you need to at least see the food to make the decision of whether or not you like to buy it. Mm -hmm. Putting in a form of blind box is not for you or it's just not a choice for you. But for a lot of 20 young people, they like the surprise. And if you are buying a blind box from a brand or from a shop that you have already built up a certain trust to, that is not that big of an issue.
0: Sure. And the other thing is, we are looking at business models that previously had been practiced and being proved rather successful in other industries. Uh, Li-Yi mentioned about the practice of selling blank boxes for toys. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been proved to be very, very useful and efficient among young consumers. I mean, that's for sure. And the practice of selling unsold food at mm-hmm. restaurants, cafes and pastry shops Has been common practice for a long time. And I'm just surprised at the magic that arises from combining these two business models. I mean, the previous business model of selling unsold food before the end of the day has its limitations. I'm talking about people like me who can be picky. (laughs) And when consumers see what they are getting, they can't afford to be, they can't help but be very picky. And so there's always going to be certain food that's left over for good. Nobody will buy them. But if you put them in a blank box, nobody knows what's in there. And then they take a leap of
2: faith and then... Voila! It's- I do not think that's what the shop owners are thinking. <laughs> and I do not think it's a very sustainable business strategy <laughs> if you're conning your consumers by well, it's using... it's not conning.
0: A- the consumers knows what they are getting into. Oh, come on. They Deep down,
2: you're thinking they're not looking at it. They don't know what's happening. But no, I don't think that is the uh, essence of the concept. I think the essence of the concept is, first of all, it's even lower in price. And second of all, it's the element of surprise that makes people want to, especially... Surprise
0: is something you're allergic to. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> Surprise. This is something you haven't tried before. But with this price, we are willing to give it a try. And maybe in the future, you will buy it in full price because it's really tasty, right,
0: really expanding our horizons. Huh? But
2: I do think there might be one problem that is if you're only buying food that is near expiration date, at least you're only buying one or two bread that you know you will finish. But in the form of blind boxes, of course, you're purchasing it in an even lower price, but you are taking the risk of not finishing it, which makes your initial aim of not wasting food expired in this situation.
1: But think about if you don't really buy those unsold food uh, blind boxes, maybe those food would just end up being thrown, which would also be A waste. A wasted. Yes. So maybe that's exactly the reason why some people are promoting or buying this kind of products because they think, first of all, I can really buy such products at lower prices. And then I'm really saving this food because Mm. if I don't really buy it, if other people don't really buy it, so maybe they will just be in a dustbin.
2: Yeah, I think it's really nice to see the shift of concept. I remember when I was a kid, many brands and shops would advertise this concept that if my food is going to expire after today, I will throw them away. I won't give it to anybody. I won't Mm. sell them in lower price. And it's seen as a very, let's say, high end way or a good strategy. Yeah, quality control. Mm. But now we're seeing people actively and proactively purchasing these unsold food. a near expiration date because we believe food waste is Definitely a bad thing, and would like to make sure these situation happen as fewer
1: as possible. And I'd like to see that change of mentality. So
0: think, yeah, oh, right. Sorry. Please go sorry. ahead, Li.
1: I think that's because people are having. I would say a more reasonable understanding of such expiration date, especially in terms of this Mm. retail or or, or food production, because we now know that scientifically food don't really, food doesn't really go bad in a split second. (laughs) I mean, it's really a gradual process. Mm. It does not really go bad once that date, you know, arrives. So usually, especially for those food production companies, they will just uh, print an earlier date on the packaging, you know, really to uh, maybe... as a disclaimer or uh, to be on the safe side right or like a way of quality control Mm. but now you know we are being told the true facts of this expiration date so maybe people based on that understanding people are also making informed decisions
2: a little step towards saving food and away from consumerism yes and
0: i noticed the change in people's thinking along pertaining to food waste i mean they're used to be a time of shortage when people really wanted to finish everything they cook or even uncooked but there as China reforms and opens up as people's wallet fattens up I mean there is a tendency for us to be generous especially when we entertain guests we mm. want to there's almost a a a subtext at restaurants that you need to order more than your guests can consume mm. to look generous I mean it would look bad if you you finish everything if all your guests finish everything finish mm. and so that's there's a, this thinking here. and then as we talk about this new business model on leftover bland box, I mean this also indicates another shift in thinking and that is people are paying attention again to food waste and that uh, this change of attitudes appears to have really come a full swing in a matter of a few decades. I mean, that's really interesting and says a lot about the changes in Chinese society.
2: After the discussion, will you purchase a unsold blind food box, Ming?
0: But it really depends. I mean, this is why I think this is something that deserves our attention and our discussion. That is, if you look at certain businesses, if it's a restaurant, I still have second thoughts about it. But if it's a cafe, If it's a pastry store, then I would by all means try.
2: I'll take it as a yes.
0: Sure. All right, moving on, you're listening to Roundtable, the trivia of water bottles that might just impact the health of our planet.
2: Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West and understanding is the goal.
0: Welcome back to Roundtable. We point your attention to another well, trivial of life that might make somebody feel painful. I mean, I for one have felt a shadow on my conscience when I empty half a bottle of water into the sink and then put the plastic container into the recycler bin. I mean, this is certainly painful, but I do this because uh, on certain occasions, for instance, after an office meeting, you can't really tell what to whom each bottle belongs and you don't really want to open up the bottle that somebody else has, uh, has touched and then try and drink it up. This is embarrassing and also probably not hygienic.
2: (laughs) That's true. But I think an office meeting is not the main problem or it's not as severe as major conferences. So if you're thinking about the conference we have took part in, um, the scale of it, it could pose a huge problem. For instance, according to a hotel manager in Beijing, approximately 90 bottles of half-empty water are discarded in the hotel every day amounting to over 3,000 bottles per year, which is equivalent to over 1,000 liters of water. And this amount of water could satisfy the daily water needs of around 681 people. Mm-hmm. And that is, like Liming said, a very trivial detail in our life. Yet it can be a huge problem, just like a lot of things here in China because of our, the scale of our population.
0: Right. I remember a few years back when we were covering the two sessions or major political events at the Great Hall of the People. And one of the talking points there was that uh, the organizers started uh, putting uh, something on the bottled water. And so the delegates or deputy members can put a mark on on these waters so they can bring back whatever they haven't uh, finished at the meeting. I mean, that's something that the central government is trying to do as a demonstration project but then again there isn't a law or a rule saying that everybody has to follow suit I mean it's an exemplary example but it's not uh, binding and such and it really depends on the conscience and uh, Good thinking on each individual at events like this to really think of a solution. Ooh, hold your horses.
2: Actually, recently, a hotel in Nanjing, China, was fined for violating the anti-food waste law by discarding 43 opened but unfinished bottles of water after a conference attended by 48 people. I Hmm. think, of course, the percentage here is quite stunning if you have 48 people attending the conference and 43 open a bottle and d- don't finish it it certainly is a problem and people are debating whether or not the hotel should hold the response and be fined for violating the anti-food waste law well, it but is
0: the organizing main party of the yeah, event and, uh, and such and it should be held responsible but exactly. then i look at this as a, an extraordinary example because mm. in the sense that there are perhaps thousands of meetings taking place across the country, and you don't really have the means or the capacity to oversee every, each and every meeting or every occasion that has taken place. I mean, so the cost of oversight is so huge that it's not efficient.
1: Yes, and and I think on top of that, I think besides uh, for the uh, practices that can be taken by, uh, say, meeting organizers or hotels, I would say, you know, people really or the public should really hold a a better awareness in this regard, because we can't really rely on all those meeting organizers to have smarter, you know, uh, solutions to solve this problem, because sometimes you have to offer those bottles of water to your guests because if you don't maybe that's not really a very considerate meeting organization mm-hmm. yet of course maybe they can also remind those guests that take your bottle with you after the meeting or some other notices that can also be helpful and personally I have a um, advice to those people who might find you know uh, taking this bottle of water challenging that is to sell those empty plastic bottles to the person who recycle those waste can really be a smart choice because me and also some of my friends are you know trying to do this and we found that with that you can really try to finish all the drinks in bottle because you really want to recycle that bottles and that can really be a very helpful solution for you to you know collect those empty bottles and of course to finish all the water inside those bottles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: another thing i just recently noticed is because previously lemmy and i attended the second cmg forum and on that forum we noticed that instead of providing attendance with this 550 millimeter bottle we have water bottle of 330 millimeter mm-hmm. so you have a smaller size making sure people If they are really thirsty, like I did, I finished two or three at one go, but you don't have to waste that half bottle, the half bigger bottle.
0: What I'd like to share on this topic is that I think it's only an issue of priority. Sometimes cost doesn't matter here. When you are just so occupied at an event, when you are in a rush to leave the venue after the meeting, then there's no incentive monetary sense to bind you, to encourage you to go back to your seats and pick up that bottle of water and then walk away with it to prevent waste. So I think um, at the bottom of the issue is priority, our sense of priority. If we think uh, preventing water waste is high on our agenda, then all parties, including organizers and participants of a certain event, would bear that in mind and, and take measures to prevent waste. I think it's more efficient on the part of the organizers to think of a solution. Maybe maybe um, they, if it's so high on their priority list that they could forego convenience and instead arrange for ceramic bottles to be placed on each participant's seat and then have them filled up with protocols I mean, that would for sure prevent some level of water waste.
2: And some hotels are um, collecting the left water, leftover water. See, now it's a good time to use leftover. The leftover water in the bottle so that they can use the water to at least clean the hotel or pl- um, water Do the laundry, plants. Do laundry, yeah. Yeah, and I think that is at least one nice gesture. And also, see, this is... Like Liming said about priority and awareness. Sometimes people just simply forget to collect their bottle or simply forget to, you can tear away the band, the brand on the uh, bottle. You can just mm-hmm. put it in your bag. A lot of things you can do. And hopefully our show today can be a good reminder.
0: Sure. And yeah, I think we covered all the grounds about the water bottle issue. I mean, time to move on. Is Roundtable's happy place? delivery delivery delivery
2: what is it happiness from round table
0: welcome back to round table's happy place so let's begin with the person who feel extremely happy
1: this week this week or last week <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the question well
1: actually my happy place definitely my trip to bali i had my vacation last week and I went to Bali, Indonesia, and it was really an amazing trip for me. Of course, I witnessed a lot of like stunning natural scenery there. I mean, beautiful beaches, sea view, and also um, quite a lot quite a lot of green rice paddy fields and also rainforests so Bali is really a place endowed with rich natural resources I would say but meantime what really impressed me is people there they are really so welcoming and every time they know I'm from China they always say ni hao xie xie and so you can feel really you know warm hospitality there from the local people and also I got the luxury to witness how local people celebrate their annual Galwan Day, which is a Balinese holiday. And uh, I learned that it can last for about 10 days. And uh, I definitely see almost every household, they are really place offerings and prayers outside of their apartments and this day marks the beginning of the most important recurring religious ceremonies and i was told that they believe that during this holiday the spirits of deceased relatives who have died and been cremated will just return to visit their homelands so that's why the current inhabitants will have the responsibility to be hospitable through prayers and offerings so that is a very refreshing experience for me and of course during vacations all your worries will just fade away. You don't really have to think about your work and everything. Of course, I love my job, (laughs) (laughs) but it's really a very good getaway. So Yeah, that's my happy place.
2: Well, that sounds really happy. And I remember, actually, the reason we designed this segment is to share with, of course, share the happiness, but also to give people recommendations of the things that you enjoy. So I was wondering if you have to recommend one thing to do or one place to go or one local food. You just, you have to try if you visit there. What
1: will it be? I would say for people who are really interested in natural sceneries who really love nature you can definitely go to Ubud that is the central Ubud. part of Bali it's not really a typical uh, sea view instead you can enjoy the rainforest and the paddy and a very very original local village lifestyle you can experience there in this place actually a lot of foreigners would just choose to live in Ubud for several days or even weeks and for some activity that you can try, I would say paragliding. It's really exciting. Me personally, I don't really have the guts to try it, but my <laughs> husband really tried it, and he told me it's really interesting, exciting. Basically, you fly alongside the sea, the coastline. Uh-huh. Of course, there will be coach to help you to fly with you together. But it's really exciting. So. And also it's cheap to experience such event in Bali. So that's my recommendation. Paragliding,
0: that sounds like something you're also enjoys doing virtually.
1: <laughs> oh, you're virtually. Okay, yeah. virtually. Okay. Yes,
2: because actually my happy place is a video game. <laughs> It's the Tears of the Kingdom, the game, the Legend of Zelda. Oh. I have actually I have been playing it for quite a while and I have successfully saved my princess, which makes me very happy. Oh. The reason I like that game so much is not only because it's one of the best games in the world it's not only because it's an open world you can totally discover it's not only because you can create things using all of your imagination and create people would even uh, describe that function as modernization in the Hero land in the Hero area and it's
0: not also not because you have to spend hundreds of hours <laughs> looking for every Karak seed <laughs> located hidden on the main, what continent <laughs>
2: It's not because it's not only because of all of those. I think mainly it's because despite I like, all that, despite all that, <laughs> apart from all that, I think the character building of the game is quite mm-hmm. impressive as well. So for those of you who like the game who haven't finished playing it yet, spoiler alert: I will be talking about the storyline. So the game's name is The Legend of Zelda, but Zelda is the princess waiting for you to. Save, yes. and the main character is Link, this hero who's defeating monsters everywhere in the game. But what's impressive for me is for each game, not only in the Tears of Zelda, but also in the Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Zelda is not the kind of princess that is vulnerable, that mm. is there to be saved at the entire storyline. She has Actually, a tablet. She. <laughs> See, that's not the point. The point is she tried everything she could. In the first version of the game, she was the one suppressing the final monster that you have to defeat for hundreds of years. And it's only because of her, the world was not completely destroyed. And in the second game, yes, she traveled to the past and she tried her very best to come back. But coming back was not her priority. Her priority was to save people on the land in the world by even transforming herself into a dragon that would help the main character here, Link, get the final weapon he needs to defeat the boss, the final, let's say monster in the world. It showcases that a female character, a princess character in a game, in a movie, in a story, they do not have to be completely vulnerable and helpless. They can be useful. They can be courageous. They take their responsibilities. And even though they are the character we save at the very last, actually, they play a very important part in the story. And that is very impressive to me, which makes me happy.
0: You know what makes me happy? She transformed into this flying (laughs) sword stand that keeps the sword throughout time so the hero can get the weapon that he needs to save her and the people of Hyrule. Yeah. And that to you is courageous and positive and encouraging. The sarcasm is what makes me happy. That's (laughs) it. That's all the time we have for Roundtable today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't heard enough, you can find us on Roundtable China on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening.